The battle of Britain is about to begin. Welcome back to the Lead Pursuit Podcast, episode 46, Gathering of Eagles. That's right. We're talking about what's coming up here in just two weeks. A chance to get together in person, play some Blood Red Skies, play a couple other games that we might be playing out there, maybe some Battletech, maybe some 40K or 30K. That's scary. Why would we do that? But to get together, have fun with a bunch of other gamers and do it in a reasonable and safe method. Brett, Chris, good to have you guys on. Brett, what are you doing these days? Oh, I'm I'm actually painting a few things. Oh, you lie, lie. Yeah, uh, pictures forthcoming. But uh, yeah, finished a few planes. I'm working on some ground targets. So I've taken a little bit of a break. I got a little bit of a reprieve from the campaign stuff because we've pretty much finished our layout. So I have a little bit of a breather. So Excellent. Jumping on some hobby. Chris, what are you working we, on? We just got back from vacay, so it's been ten days. We got the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum in D.C. done. We got to Battleship North Carolina and Wilmington, and we continued south, and we went to the Yorktown. And I can tell you that all three of those spots are worth going to if you're into anything World War II. They were freaking amazing. One caution I'll give you on the Smithsonian right now, they've got about half of their aircraft under plastic in the, in the Warbirds area, and that's because they are completely redoing the ceiling. Um, but it is open. We could get in. There was some amazing stuff in there. Um, the Hellcat, luckily, was the only one that was really covered that I really wanted to see was the the Flying Tiger. But I, 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 oh, just I thought you were going to say the Predator drone. I thought that's the one you wanted no, to see. No, no. Those guys are like freaking office trash, man. It's yeah. all we saw in freaking <laughs> Afghanistan. It's like it's, it's, it's the second you see a Predator, it's like, oh, my God, look, it's a Predator drone. Or, oh, my God, it's the even bigger Reaper drone. And then after like a week of that, you're just like, oh, yeah. You're like, what Predator. do you know? Look, another drone. And there goes another drone. <laughs> well, hey, so so you made it down to yep. the Yorktown. Did you did you take my advice? Did you go we check did. out the Vietnam? We side? did, we did. It was amazing. They just the way they do all the freaking the the, the you know it's like kind of like a combination. It's hard to explain. Freaking there's like the audio it's like a patrol going base on, and the patrol yeah, it's like a base, and they got like the yeah, sound. It reminded stuff. me kind of like going in the Frozen Chosen display at the exactly. Marine Museum. Yeah. Yep. You know, they kind of suck you in. They've got like a, they got a patrol boat in the water there and they got a Huey. And so it was neat. It was really neat. But I, I got to say the highlight was Yorktown. Um, the Yorktown was wide open. We got to go just about into mo- they They allow you to go in all the crew spaces underneath. So including the main engineering spaces through all the burthen areas and the galleys, which for me and Christina being, you know, Bonham Richard plank owners, that was kind of neat seeing the way it looked in World War II and comparing how it looked when we were on ship together. And then, but then you got that's to go, right. Course, I forgot she's a squid, she's a squid. dirty, nasty squid. Yeah, I married a navy girl. Yeah, um, we're not gonna invite her on the podcast, we don't want to corrupt this podcast anymore. <laughs> we have one ranger, that's bad enough. No sailors, but no, it was cool. I mean, they, they've got the the hangar, the main hangar bay in the um, on the Yorktown is all War II aircraft. It's they've got a Mitchell in there, which is in really, really good sh- shape. They've got a Hellcat, they've got a Wildcat, um, they got a Corsair. 
There's, it's just, they got an SPD. They've, it's just really well done. And, and you can get pretty close to the aircraft. You used to actually be able to go, and I think they will once COVID's over, you'll actually be able to walk up on stairs and look down into the cockpits and be really close to them. We, we weren't allowed to do that. We were allowed to go up to where we could basically touch the wings. Right. But they've got really nice paint jobs on them. In fact, I was snapping pictures of the paint jobs as paint swatches. <laughs> well, you know, and, and I'm sure you noticed this when you looked at the aircraft in the hangar bay. Um, sometimes people are so used to restored warbirds at an air show or yeah. places like the Smithsonian. When you have a museum like the Yorktown, that is sitting on salt water. Yeah. You have to protect all of the surfaces. And so there'll be a lot of this, um, that heavy protective paint on mm-hmm. a lot of them. And people will be like, hey, why are the surfaces so rough? Why, why don't these things uh, look like cloth aircraft? Well, because they're trying to keep them from rotting them exactly. as they sit in, in a saltwater yeah, exactly. museum. And when and the neat thing was all the War II stuff is on the hangar bay. So it's it's got a little modicum of protection from the salt air, you know, in that it's in an enclosed covered space. So it's not getting rained on. Right, right. The the modern stuff that was, well, I say modern, most of it was Vietnam era, but the Vietnam era stuff that's on the flight deck, oh my God, that stuff is in rough shape. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they, they have a lot, of, a lot of work that they need to do on those. And Dude, the, the tires are sitting on the hubs. I mean, yeah. you just got shredded tires that they're sitting on. Some of them were in pretty sad shape. I was kind of hoping so. they'd take the uh, the Gators F-18 and just push it over the that, side. That's what I told Christina. I said, great. I said, <laughs> just I said, get rid of I it. I said, that's a bone of contention. She goes, she goes, why is that a bone of contention? I said, because Buford is like 45 minutes away and they yeah. chose yeah. a and they chose the Atlanta Reserve Squadron to, to, to plant there on the flight deck. Hey, hey Yorktown okay, Museum, I, I love you guys, but fuck you for choosing the Gators. <laughs> you only had seven Hornet squatters to choose from in Buford, four of which were single seaters, and you chose the Gators. So here's a hearty fuck you to the museum. No, no they're, they're a great museum and I love them. And it's, it's a great staff yeah. there. Um, but that is one of the funniest things. And that, and that happens yeah. all over. I mean, it's like, it's like you roll into... Uh, you know, Havelock, North Carolina, and you're driving by, and you're like, "Why is there a VMA or VMA AW five thirty three A six in front of the Hampton Inn?" You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're yep. like what the hell? So, so crazy shit shows like that with the aviation yep. museums and, and yep. funny stuff like that. And the North Carolina, well, Brett, I mean, Brett had some smart ass questions to ask, so I'm going to let him yeah. be uh, be the jackass here. No, I'm, I'm it's a sincere question. How the hell long does it take to cruise around in all the cruise spaces in an aircraft carrier? I'm thinking it takes a while. No, it was honestly it was about an hour because they they do them. They call them they call them self guided tours. So you have like arrows painted on the ground. It's like okay, go in this hatch. Go to this station and follow the arrows through the thing. So they've got a lot of the ship walled off, you know, but they they allow you to pass through, like I said, down into the engineering space. And then you come up into the crew galley and then you go back into just one of the crew berthing areas. And they, of course, let you go back into a crew head so you can see all the, the you know, the toilets lined up with no freaking walls. And everybody can go, oh, my God, you live like that. And you go, yeah, that's how we live. Um, yeah, get a real life. Um, yeah, life sucks on ship. But, um, hey, pass me some toilet paper or a White Dwarf <laughs> exactly, magazine. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Hell, at least we had walls in Afghanistan. Of course, yeah, exactly. I, would, I would rather be on a Navy ship with no walls than sitting in a portage on it at 125 degrees. Yeah, yeah exactly. With with the suicide fly that flies right in your mouth. And you're like, oh, really? Really, I dude? You got the truck that comes around that cleans them out, and they never do quite a good job. So you're just oh, like, oh, my yeah. God, this is... Portageons is one of those things. Even after being in the Marine Corps, it's like if I can humanly possibly avoid a Portageon, I just do. Well, and, it's and not that's the, your trigger. 
Yeah, it is. It's so, a trigger, man. I, I'm just, the same way, and, so I'm, and I years. laugh because I will go into civilian porta johns, and the first thought in my mind is, "Hey, this is actually pretty clean this for a porta john." But I have this wish I had a sharpie with me because this yeah. really needs to be tuned up. <laughs> it does, it does. I need to leave some good graffiti in this one. <laughs> I, I can make some ranger jokes in this place, um, but you know, it's one of those things that, yeah, it, it is a trigger for me as well. And it's so funny. It's one of those, you know, uh, desert war. You know, veteran things. You're like, oh god, I just never want to set foot in another freaking shit porter shitter ever again. I'll just never forget being like a PFC in the first Gulf War and having porter shitters and having you know like a line of fourteen of them. So you're hearing everybody doing what they're doing, and then there's always that one jackass who's walking to chow and he walks down every porter shitter and bangs on him and runs exactly. I catch your asshole. I'm gonna beat the crap oh out of you. So all right, well, hey, back true. to Blood Red Skies. But anyway, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but yeah, I highly all recommend time, all those spots because they're amazing. And Brett, if you haven't taken Little Man yet, definitely take him. I mean, it is definitely worth going to the Yorktown. And the North Carolina, why it's just the North Carolina by itself up in Wilmington, it's only about two and a half, two and four hours, 45 minutes north of Charleston. And they've got like working boffers that you can still, well, I say working, they, they still traverse and they still elevate. So you can put like two people on them and crank the freaking AA guns around. And that was, that was pretty cool. That was, that was a good tour. So definitely, definitely take him, check some of that stuff out. So if you're wondering what gathering of Eagles is going to be like, it's like this, but with gaming. In other words, yeah. we're going to sit around and bullshit for most of the time. Yep. And we yep. might actually play some Blood Red Skies. <laughs> yep. There'll be lots of drinking. There'll be lots of practical jokes. There will be lots of freaking sea stories. It will yeah. Be and I, I want everyone to, to know that I made sure, as I talked with the hotel this last Friday, the bar will serve alcohol. It's not open. You can't sit at the bar, but they can serve you. So we have two happy hours programmed in. Have one, obviously, on Friday night so everybody else can have a virtual happy hour with us. Have fun with that. Uh, and then we also will have kind of a dinner slash happy hour on Saturday. And the nice thing is, weather permitting, we can go out to the patio, have our drinks out there, sit around, catch up with people, uh, tell lies and talk about what great gamers we were. But yep. uh, but it should be a good time. Yep. So, Doug, you have been busting your ass on this and me and Brett have been coasting, <laughs> loafing. <laughs> Goofing off. No, if, you, no. if you were a no, motorcycle Brett's... dude, you'd have two sidecars, which two guys, two guys that are just kind of sitting there with freaking goggles on, like, dude, he's really working. Brett, Brett's contributed. He actually made social he media posts that reference yeah. Gathering of Eagles. <laughs> Literally, I think it was last week when I realized, oh, it's not at the end of September, it's the beginning of September. I, I guess I need to I guess get, I my get on that. here. It's like three. Three weeks? Three weeks, question yeah. mark? Yeah. I, I, I had my rooms and everything already, and I was already registered, so it's just kind of on a back burner. And yeah, now it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I, I, here's the, the, the nicest thing. So this has been the easiest event I have ever planned with a hotel, obviously because it's coronavirus and, and everybody would like people to show up and, and do uh, events at hotels, but the staff at the Hilton Garden Inn, Indianapolis, uh, at the airport has been amazing and super easy to coordinate with. And it's it was really funny last Friday, I was on a, a conference call with them and we were talking about, you know, safety procedures, layout, all the different, uh, you know, city restrictions, county restrictions, all the different things you have to uh, abide by. And it was kind of funny because we got to the end of it and both uh, the sales rep and I were like, well, I 
think we've actually thought of everything that we needed to cover. <laughs> that was that was amazingly easy because nobody had any long pauses of, I don't know, I haven't thought of that. So um, they really are excited to have us there. They're excited for the event. Uh, like they are us. right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once we're done, they're like, never come we'll, back we'll again. We'll find out in the post-op how that all went. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can bring Brett back, but Chris and Doug, we don't want to see those guys no, again. No, no, uh, no, no, no. And John Russell, please tell him to put on some underwear under the kilt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, God. Ooh, kilt night. Uh, you boys have fun with that. So what's... Uh, What's the next thing on the agenda? I got my rooms. I'm registered, I think, for the event. But there's a schedule you've put out of an actual agenda of things that are happening. Yeah, so there, there's this thing called a schedule that really should be called a draft of a good idea. Uh, the, if you go out to the GOE site, which is real tough to find, it's leadpursuit.net slash GOE. Yes, we kept it short for the Marines in the crowd because we probably couldn't remember any more letters. But if you go out there, click on the link for the 4 to 6 September event, uh, you'll see a, a calendar or sorry, a schedule out there. And there it mentions a couple things that you might want to sign up for. There's things that don't need signing up, like open gaming, obviously. Uh, there is mention of a tournament. And you're like, well, hey, man, I did the pre-registration. It kind of asked me if I wanted to play at a tournament, but it didn't say anything. Well, here's the deal. Emails are about to go out to those who have registered to say, who wins in on the tournament? And it's probably going to be a pretty short tournament. Uh, but we've planned for three rounds and a backup and then a uh, awards period. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to do a very straightforward uh, style paired tournament uh, and and get out there and have a couple games and try, try some new ways of looking at Blood Red Sky's competitive gaming. Uh, will everybody like it? Maybe not. Maybe we'll make some changes uh, or maybe it will actually... Uh, kind of validate some things we've thought about trying to change. But either way, there'll be a tournament event. There's also a couple Malta events on there. Uh, those don't require sign-up. Uh, they basically are existing on the good graces of Chris and Brett and their miniatures and their maps that will all show up. And if people want to come up and play either a real quick Malta game, like a quick 6v6, uh, or if a couple people show up and say, hey, let's play uh, three hours of Malta uh, everything we can put on the table, uh, then we'll do that. It's it's really meant to be kind of open-ended. Uh, there's there's a couple other discussions and, and groups and things going on in there, but there's uh, really a, a fairly free schedule with some kind of big-ticket items written in. If you've never won a medal or you've never won anything at a freaking you know, convention, come to Gathering of Eagles. That the odds may be slightly more in your favor. You'll have two baby seals, <laughs> aka Brett and Chris, that you can club. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and we won't play, I won't be playing let the Wookiee win. I'll be playing I don't know the damn rules. Club me, club me, yeah, club me. Yeah. <laughs> See, well so the problem was Scott uh was kind of a victim of that. The first game we played was I was nice, let the Wookiee win. Second game I was out for blood, and he's like, Well, that was fast. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> but uh we'll also have Scott there to play, so Steve should be there, a number of uh of the people that are in the ready room. Uh, we'll make an appearance and uh, and we'll at least have fun trying some tournament things. Whether or not there's any real standings that come out of it, we'll see. Witness the power of my P-39 swarm. Would you stop talking that up? You don't have a P-39 swarm. <laughs> you don't own any P-39s. Well, wait, maybe you do. Maybe you ordered those from AIM. <laughs> uh, that's true. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, and, and here's a side note. So uh, Steve and a couple of the other guys asked about this. Uh, only official Warlord cards, either out of an aircraft box or an expansion set, 
uh, for the the lists. We will go out and poll people for their lists here shortly, uh, probably the week of. Uh, and the intent is use use Warlord standard and approved cards. Uh, use Warlord named aces if you want to. Uh, so no lead pursuit aces, no lead pursuit playtest cards. So no, Chris, you can't play your C202s again and beat me, cheater. Oh, uh, <laughs> you got that from freaking – no, come on, man. He, that was approved. That was so you approved. Can, you, can, uh, you can beat me all you want in the Malta scenario, but not in the tournament. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Now, there will be prizes. Uh, if John Russell remembers to pack them. Uh, so we will uh, definitely have first, second, third place and a sportsmanship, which may also be the number of people we have in the tournament. But that's all right. We'll figure it all out. <laughs> we should have some fun with that. So the club baby still gets a sportsmanship award. <laughs> well, then maybe I need two of them, one for each of you. Maybe maybe we need a baby seal award. <laughs> well, I was going to. Yeah, yeah, like the, that picture, I, that, just, that meme, the Norwegian guy just like, just yeah, yeah we, yeah, we either need awesome. a baby seal award or the blue falcon award i haven't decided which so one yeah. or the other i guess i need to start figuring out my list I, you know i only have a pretty small number of lists to choose from because it's you know you have yeah your I'm list is 109s 110s or 109s yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. see how that works out for you uh, well, you could do a 262 list. You can see how well that works out. I don't have any 262s. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Never mind then. Yeah, so uh, so I guess you're going to run a 109 list. That's fine. Uh, give uh, Trevor a, uh, a heads up, and he'll come up with a good uh, a good mix for you. Yeah, I, I think uh, if I get a chance to play, uh, it will be interesting to see. I haven't, haven't quite decided on which of my ugly aircraft I want to play, uh, but it will not be a swarm list. Play the ones later. Trevor painted for you. <laughs> I'm not laughing. That's not funny. You can kiss my ass. You know it's <laughs> actually, funny. I, I might. I might actually play a hurricane list. Uh, they so actually, we're, they're really good looking airplanes, man. Yeah, <laughs> I would play them. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, I'm just trying to decide between a couple different uh, couple different lists. And no, no, this is not a super judgmental zone. If you show up with even primered aircraft, actually, if you show up and have just bought your box of aircraft from John Russell, we still won't care. <laughs> if you need to borrow Chris's aircraft or Brett's 109s, because he will have plenty of them. We uh, should be. you want to run a 109 list, call Brett. <laughs> we will right. bring lots of airplanes. Yeah, we'll have so, airplanes. So yeah. don't don't worry about it. Don't fret. If you uh, if it's the morning of the tournament and you haven't thought about it, uh, just show up and we'll build you a list and we'll all have fun. I was thinking about something crazy like JU-88s, but I guess they don't have Agile, so I can't fly those, can I? And they don't have point value, so yeah. it'd be a little tough. So yeah. no bombers. Uh, and there will be no airstrike scenarios. The the tournament packet I was uh, I did some work on last weekend and this week a little bit. Um, it will hit the website here shortly. I just needed a couple experienced people to take a look at it, take a hack on it, and say, no, that was the dumbest idea ever, or ooh, I wish we'd thought of that. It's all going to be World War II Top Gun school with Danger Zone playing in the background. I want to see how much I can I can catch Doug. <laughs> Talking with his hands, you know, with the, like airplane. I do shoot, not talk with my hands. Shooting his watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there I was, running the iPod in the back of the F-18. <laughs> Says the man stacking boxes in the middle of the dirt. Hey, you I, got the iPod for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the white dwarf you were reading while you were in the back of the F-18. Exactly, exactly. Oh, freaking slackers. Bunch of slackers. All right, so what tables are we running? I, I know we talked about the Malta table. Are we doing any particular tables? So Malta is obviously the big one, and thankfully we have two Malta maps, so the times we have set up for that, uh, there's a lot of options there. We have a dedicated uh, space in there for running the MIG Alley, 
mats, and I know we're going to bring some B-29s, so we're going to have some fun with uh, the B-29s and MiGs and F-86s, and thankfully no F-84s or P-80s or any of those horrible things. Brett, I know that breaks your heart. Sorry. Ooh, I just finished another B-29, so we have three painted. Yes, that will be good. So we'll do some of that. Uh, we will obviously have the rest of our mats there, but but when it comes to themed tables, the last big themed piece is John Russell's carrier, and he will have the Hornet there. Um, and if we want to play, you know, sinking the Hornet, uh, trying to do that, then that's great. If we want to try to play sinking the Hear You, we can imagine that it's a Japanese carrier, and we can attack it with uh, all of the aircraft that he's bringing. So he's bringing some Dauntlesses, he's bringing uh, Devastators, a couple other different aircraft, uh, basically aircraft by the box. So we'll have some options to do Pacific stuff. I'll have my Midway Island in case we want to do that. Um, but that kind of is our Pacific battlefield. Uh, and we can play through that. We'll have the Warlord card examples that we can look at and say, oh, here's the stats for those aircraft uh, and be able to play through it. What I don't have is I don't have any Hellcat miniatures. Uh, but I'm sure we can proxy those if we want to do some later uh, kind of air. -to -air I got one fighting. squadron and Hellcats that are painted, and I'll bring them. Well, I don't know if go. I got the canopies done, but if they aren't done, I will try to get them done this week or next week and bring them with me. See, there you go. So at least we'll have some Hellcats. So uh, if you really want to club Baby Seals, a.k.a. Zeros, uh, then we can play Hellcats versus uh, M5 Zeros. Steve and I plan to have a draft copy of the uh, campaign book floating around so if anybody's interested in that if you're there hit us up and we'll share it with you let's just check that out yeah i think that'll be pretty cool to see and for those of you that uh that aren't going to show up i'm sure we're going to preview some of that virtually uh during the actual conduct of uh, the gathering of eagles uh, so don't think that you're not going to see it you will see it but you just won't get to see it in person uh and talk with steve and brett about uh, some of the things they put in there and, and how to best run through and run these campaigns he and I may use some of that uh, open table time to, uh, you know, kind of play test elements of it, maybe play a few games for our own campaign using our actual book for the first time. We'll see. So come by and play Dungeons and Dragons for Little Airplanes with Steve and Brett. On page 236, you can see how much a monocle costs. <laughs> I've got my player's handbook right here. This way <laughs> I can play my airplanes. Dude, no, I, I honestly, dude, when we were playing that down there at Brett's house, I was just like, there has been so much work that has gone into this. It's like, do you have a flight surgeon? Do you have a chaplain? <laughs> it's like, I was like, holy dog shit. This is like a whole <laughs> other level of freaking World War II awesome that you can freaking. If, I, it's like, it's cool. If you are into that kind of stuff. It is there. It is all there for you to freaking play. If you're into that kind of stuff, and I'm not saying that kind of stuff's uncool because we're all good with it, but if you're into that kind of stuff, then Steve and Brett, yeah, they're your guys. No, it's, uh, I think it's cool. I think it's going to be neat. Uh, it is super detailed. So uh, if you thought Brett was going to make the entire BRS campaign system simpler, he fooled you. No, I, I thought it was just cool. I, I think that my favorite part was like everything was over and it's like, OK, so you had this guy was shot down on this part of the board. And it's like now we got to roll to see if he freaking survived for getting out of the airplane. You've got to see if the freaking airplane salvageable because it was in freaking friendly territory and how all that freaking stacks up. It was. Yeah, it, it is something that if you really wanted to dig into World War Two, you could dig into World War Two and you could have a lot of fun with it for a long time. Yeah, none of it's going to matter unless you intend to play a few games with a friend <clears throat> and you 
want the games to spill over to the next if that's what you're shooting for yeah that's how we came to it so well good now we're going to pause we're going to take a little bit of a break and when we come back we're going to go through a little bit more of the details of what's going on at gathering of eagles And we're back. So if you think the only gaming that's going on at Gathering of Eagles is Blood Red Skies, you're going to be wrong. Now, I will admit, I don't need any more miniatures addictions. Chris, I I think you're already maxed out at miniatures addictions, right? Dude, I've been maxed out for 10 years. I think we need to corrupt Brett. I, I I don't, I think Brett only has one addiction, that's Blood Red Skies right now. So we need, we need to get him A, back into heresy and B, into a new game system. What's that second game system we're going to have, Chris? We are going to have Battletech. So if you're an old and dude like me. <laughs> not just Battletech. Ryan Kimmel, the godchild of Southern Indiana, Radio Freest fan, freaking alumni, the guy that builds some of the baddest terrain around is going to be at our event, and he is bringing our backup table terrain from the Battle Barn up to the freaking to the hotel and we are going to load up. Um, he said we could have anything we want that fits in his freaking truck. So if we want two tables, a freaking heresy, we want two tables, but whatever we want, we're going to get, and it's going to be some badass shit. Ryan's got three printers that run nonstop. He's got, it's just amazing stuff. So you are going to see terrain, every bit, the quality on the Battletech board, on the heresy board, and on the Malta terrain board, oh yeah, you've never seen the Malta map except online. You can see it in person if you come together any vehicles, but you're going to see some amazing shit if you come. And there's going to be the potential to play other systems. I'm going to bring some Zone Mortalis terrain, so we'll have a Zone Mortalis board that's going. If anybody wants to play some Heresy Zone Mortalis, because it's really easy to do for pickup kind of guys. Um, we're going to have full battle tech set up. Like I said, we're going to have, um, some cool heresy terrain. So it will be a good time. We're going to enlist some of the local Indianapolis area gamers, which that is a huge gaming scene. They've got Gen Con that goes down there every year. So there's, there's a lot of, of gamers in the area that are going to, we're going to try to enlist to come in for this. So definitely don't come. If you think, uh, you know, I like blood red skies. But if I'm going to go for three days, I'd kind of like to get some bang for the buck and do some other stuff. There's going to be other stuff there, too. And there's you can do what you want. If you want to come and play a couple games of Bloodroot Skies and then you want to throw your heresy army out and freaking play some heresy with some guys because you haven't had a chance to get out of the basement and do that, you can do that at Gathering of Eagles. So this is not a warlord looking over our monocles at you going, why did you bring heresy? Why yeah, did exactly. you bring battle Who are you heretics playing oh heresy? Oh my god, no, it's not a warlord approved miniature. No, you're not at a GW shop where they run you out when you bring fucking Forge World models. No, you're... you're exactly. <laughs> you're, Ooh, somebody's a little bit bitter. Bitter oh my party god. of one. You're, exactly. Uh, um, you're at a, an event with a bunch of cool dudes who just want to fucking game and be freaking social, drink beers, freaking have a battle that so ends. Let's yeah, let's let's talk a about a little bit of that. So yeah. here's the other thing. We're going to have a couple vendors there. Uh, number one, Unipolar Games. So you've heard me talk about them. AJ over at Unipolar, great dude, a lot of fun to work with. Same guys that are doing our T-shirts. So yeah, so, so if you'd like to have a GOE T-shirt, go ahead and go out to the website and buy one. Realize that helps fund getting him up there 
to uh, the Gathering of Eagles. And it also helps us fund further events on there uh, with the GOE label. We'll have year iron-ons on there, so it'll show you GOE 2020 for those of you that made it there. And no, we don't care if you buy a shirt and don't attend. That's fine. We won't pull off the <laughs> the iron-on. Um, but please, support the guys at Unipolar. Uh, John Russell and his whole crew of, uh, or I should say his batch of stuff that he will sell is going to be there. And it's not just Warlord. So understand, he is part of the Warlord demo team. However, he also has a gaming store. So the fact of the matter is there's some really cool stuff that he has from Bombshell Minis, from some of these other uh, different organizations, different gaming uh, gaming systems that we'll probably end up trying, playing, taking a look at sometime while we're there. Uh, it really is only about two days total because it's a half day on Friday, half day on Sunday, all day on Saturday. Um, but the intent is for us to maximize our gaming time, minimize our sleeping time, and have a good time hanging out playing some Gathering of Eagles, playing some other systems, uh, and generally just building some gaming community there in Indianapolis and with those of us that are flying, driving, uh, taking a boat to get in there, however you choose to get to Indianapolis, uh, up to you. Uh, so, want to know how to register? Well, right now, if you go out to the Lead Pursuit website, you see the little tab up there for Gathering of Eagles, and you click on that, or you go to leadpursuit.net slash G-O-E and click on the dates for 4 through 6 September, You'll come up to a page, it'll give you a summary, and it will say pre-register. So go in there, click on however many pre-registration tickets you need. If you're bringing your whole family of Amish gamers, then that would be eight people. Uh, however many gamers you're bringing, click that on there. Uh, fill out the registration, it'll ask a couple questions. One of the frustrating things is after you hit that registration, you'll have to hit submit, and then you'll have to click on the little checkout icon. There's a little purse because, you know, we're trying to keep it kind of kind of set for Chris and his way of shopping. So there's a little shopping bag instead of a shopping cart. Uh, okay. So so we know if you're an ecological gut person that goes to the grocery store with your shopping now, bag. Now we're going to the purses. <laughs> we, we, we've been down the magic trail. Yeah, so yeah, now so, are we going to go with a freaking alt blame, lifestyle thing I'm gonna now? Bl I'm going to blame him for the, for the not shopping cart icon there. But go click on that. Uh, you'll see your little tickets listed in there. Pay for the tickets. They're 40 bucks a piece right now. There'll be 50 bucks at the door. So buy your tickets now. Uh, and we will get you in there to game. If you have any problems with the registration or any questions about why it's not working, there's a contact form on the website. Click on that. You can always shoot me an email, doug at leadpursuit.net, uh, and I will get an answer back to you as quickly as possible and help you uh, do all of the registration. But all that information uh, should be on the website. The schedule's out there. A couple pictures to show you what the gaming is going to be like, and then uh, generally what we'll do is we'll take the schedule. We're going to totally rip it up and start all over, at least starting tomorrow. Uh, we, because we've been uh, fortunate, the hotel has given us a chance to break out the vendor area. So we'll have a separate vendor area in the same large gaming room that we have. We'll just partition it off in the evenings. Uh, but that'll give us uh, a little bit of, of a chance to we're gonna have some classes. We're going to partition it? Man, we're turning it into oh, a we're getting all fancy. Dude. Exactly. We're getting all like, fancy. Is it going to roll the walls out and freaking oh, yeah. so, seal it all? So off? once again, and I can't say enough nice things about the Hilton Garden Inn there at... Uh, at Indianapolis Airport, the fact that when I looked at them and said, hey, you only had me on contract for two of the rooms, like, nah, take the third one anyway. I'm like, awesome. I'll be happy to do that because now I've got a vendor area that's got a an air wall that we can pull out and, and close and, and cordon off the vendors. So uh, we, can John's put, guys, we can put John in his kilt behind it. Yes, we can leave him <laughs> back there. After 9 p.m., no more John Russell. He stays in the vendor area. We'll leave him a cot and a, an inflatable mattress. Uh, he should be used to that. That's luxury for the Air Force, right? Uh, so we will uh, 
we'll have a vendor area. We'll have some classroom stuff. We'll have uh, Andy Chambers has been kind enough to uh, acquiesce once again to uh, to giving some opening remarks. Uh, so we will have him there virtually, not really, but virtually. Uh, and we'll go through and uh, and try to also sync up as much as we can for people who aren't there uh, whether we're going to be able to stream some of the tabletop sim games so that people that are at the con can can watch the people who are remote playing uh, and also Twitch stream some of the actual physical games that we're playing so people who are remote can also watch those uh, and watch my Swarm P39s get beat by Brett's ME109s. Oh, wait, I don't have P39s. So, <laughs> but anyway, 4th, 5th, and 6th September, Indianapolis at the Hilton Garden Inn, Indianapolis Airport, leadpursuit.net slash goe you should have no questions after this episode but if you do reach out to us on facebook instagram send us an email doug at lead pursuit uh there should be no reason why you have any questions after that any last minute parting shots gentlemen show up it's going to be freaking awesome it's going to be a bunch of dudes having a lot of freaking fun drinking a lot of beer in a freaking hotel playing freaking little miniature games if you're not into that you shouldn't be listening to this anyway I was about to ask, if you're not into that, why are you listening to that, this podcast? You're a weirdo. <laughs> no. Uh, show up, have some fun, and if you want to play board games, if you even want to you know, get Chris to, to give you a little bit of tutelage about Magic the Gathering, that's fine. I'm sure he can do that. I'm not bringing magic going. cards. I don't own magic cards. My son owns Jeff magic cards. I don't own magic cards. Hey, if you want Chris's son Pokemon to teach you, to magic, yeah, I should bring Michael to play. Teach bring me Michael to play just magic. to be the magic. Card. He will be the magic tutor for the uh, for the whole evening. He'd Excellent, kick everybody's ass. Yeah, you, you, you would, don't want to play board games. My my mother played. My brother challenged my my son to Monopoly when we visited a couple of weeks ago, and she was like, "He had all my money in an hour." Excellent, useful life skills. Exactly. Uh, all right, Brett. Anything uh, last minute from you, my friend? No, I'm just going to wrap up. Uh, few little odds and ends. I'm taking some vacation the week before. So this is my last week to get some last minute things done. I just finished a B29. I'm working on some, some more airstrike targets. Some are just for the Multimat. So those will be on display and we'll hopefully get to do some reps with those. That'll be fun. Yeah. If you show up, you're going to get to see that Brett not only has like every 109 and 110 from the entire Luftwaffe representative, but he now has an entire Panzer army and is working on his second Panzer army from GHQ. So um, the guys in Minnesota right now are supplying one person in freaking Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, so, so definitely come. He's, dude, that stuff looks amazing. We're going to have some good targets. We'll have some fun. Uh, we will run out of time and not be able to play as much as we want. But that's fine. The, the purpose of all this, once again, to build some community, to get some people to meet face to face and be able to talk about Blood Red Skies, play Blood Red Skies, drink beer and tell lies.